Looking in front towards Yenmar. Now here's a Backlund shot on a breakaway. Stop made by Robin Leonard. Bryce Hamilton with the ball out top. Bryce driving in the lane. Kicks the ball back to Keyshawn. Keyshawn in the lane. Double clutch scoop off the back iron. No good. Keyshawn winds up on his back. Keyjob winds up on the floor. And no. They're giving no, no, Boise no, 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 no. State the ball and saying there's a foul on Keyshawn? What? Keyshawn was lying on his back. Take a look at the replay. Keyshawn was on the ground. Wait. And they're saying the foul was on Keyshawn? Right side and Bouchard. Slides it along from McDavid near the right wall. Taps it up top. Bouchard, a one-time shot saved by Brossois. Out to Bryce. Oh, my gosh. Another offensive foul. And Kevin Kruger is in absolute disbelief. Just absolute disbelief that they called that on Bryce Hamilton. As Kijab hit the deck, he and Bryce are both laughing. That was, uh, I mean, I've seen a lot of bad ones, but that might have been one of the worst ones. I just crushed my dreams. Boom. Sadness. That's the one. You'll be watching that team tonight. I will. PT's Pub, Tropicana in Maryland, UNLV, Fresno State. Come Locker watch charge. The <laughs> yes. Come watch the Running Rebels with us. Get excited like John Sandler does, which, by the way, rubbing off on Curtis Terry a little bit there. Yeah. CT with some uh, Getting excited editorial comments. Yeah. Come on. Um, all right. Well, I mean, wouldn't you at some point just be like, all right, if we're going to do this, let's do it. Let's go all in. <laughs> Tonight, biggest game of the regular season for the Golden Knights? I think so. They were asked yesterday. I love this. Uh, I love this question. Is this a measuring stick? Oh, a measuring it's stick. It's a measuring stick question. How big is a measuring stick? Is it just a regular ruler? I think it's just a regular ruler, okay. yeah. Okay. Do either of you own a ruler? No, I I own a... What's that stuff called? Tape measure? Tape there measure. There you go, yeah. I, I own, own a couple no, of those. I own the, like, uh, the type of tape measure that you measure, like, clothes for. Oh, I have one of those, too. Yeah. Really? You know, you know what I did? The last thing... What's the last thing you measured? Uh, I think my chest with it. Okay. Were you like buying clothes? Yeah. Okay. Online. Ed, Ed, do you remember the last thing you measured? Yeah, my son, because he's just, he's insisting that he's three inches taller than me. I say he's only two. <laughs> hey man, if we have, uh, I'll save this. I'll save this for the end of the show. But I've got a story that I found out yesterday that both of you will be in shock over. This that on its own is a phenomenal story. <laughs> that yeah, he's insisting he's three inches taller, but I got to measure him. How is he? Three or two? He's about three. <laughs> He's three. He's a lot taller than I am. That's good. That's good. That's better than my story. I measured how big my hand was because oh, I was cause... Googling quarterback hand size. I have very small <laughs> hands. Jared, you would not like me as a quarterback. I have, I have much smaller hands than Derek Carr. Wow. I would fumble a lot. I think the last time I measured mine, I came out like the same as uh, golf, and I was like, that's not good. No, I have very small hands. Derek Carr is like 9.2 or something like that. I'm under 9 inches. Very small hands. Well, that's going to be a drop. <laughs> <laughs> Save that one. And also, uh, I don't know why I was just Googling athlete hand size. Kawhi Leonard, actually, his hands aren't very wide. No, but they're long. His hands are pretty yeah. normal. Yes. His but, fingers are like two and a half right, inches longer than right. the average NBA player. Yes. Not the average human, the average yeah. NBA player. Yeah. Freaky. When he palms a ball, it's literally like a little Nerf ball. <laughs> I mean, it's like, it's <laughs> it's weird how he can palm a ball. All right. On the measuring stick game for the Golden Knights, we'll uh, we'll have them using the Taylor's 
uh, ruler <laughs> yeah, instead tailored. of an actual that's, that's ruler. That's what it's called, the tailor's tape. It's very, oh, tailor's tape. That's a good phrase. I like that one. Um, here, there's a couple reasons why this is the biggest game of the regular season. Uh, number one, the Golden Knights are going to see Jack Eichel play for the first time this year. That alone, regardless of opponent, probably would have made it the biggest game of the regular season because this was one of the Jack biggest Eichel acquisitions day. the NHL has seen. And Jack Eichel's finally coming back from a surgery after having a very public uh, argument with his former team about which surgery he should or should not have. On top of that, Colorado, Colorado never loses are unbelievable. <laughs> they lost, what was it? They lost at home in regulation for the first time since October. Is that what the stat was yesterday? That was last night then when they right. lost to Dallas. First time, yes. first regulation they, loss at home since October. DeBoer literally laughed yesterday. He said, okay, this doesn't happen in hockey. They've won like 33 <laughs> or 36 games. I mean, it doesn't. It does not happen in the NHL. Uh, that they are some team wins at this rate. It's amazing what they've done. Like the only, the only sport where that does happen is like when an NBA team has one of the historic runs, right? Like the the Warriors going seventy three yeah, and nine, the yeah. Bulls going seventy two and, and ten, seventy two and ten, exactly. The Avalanche are thirty four nine and four this year. What is that? Insanity. That's ridiculous. Thirty four nine and four. That's like just for comparison's sake. The Golden Knights are 28, 17, and 3. Yeah. Like, if you just combine OT losses, regular losses, the Golden Knights are 28 and 20 this year. The Avalanche are 34 and 13. Yeah. How are you 21 games above more wins than losses in the NHL? That's ridiculous that that's happened this year. So they have their measuring stick game. Now, let me ask you this Are we coming on tomorrow? Are we doing any measuring stick talk? Like, if they lose the game 5 to 2 tomorrow. I'm saying tomorrow they're not even a contender anymore. If they lose the overreaction five to two, Thursday. Is that what we're doing? How can you say that with the backup goalie? Good point. That's how a can good you point. say that with the backup goalie? All right. The context of how it gets to 5 to 2 would be important, right? If if the Golden Knights play well and Laurent Brossois gives up five on like 22 shots, then, then it's just the backup right. goalie. They give up 64 shots and Laurent right. Brossois right. gives okay. up five. Then that's, then <laughs> then that's a completely different issue. Here. So, okay, let me ask you this from the big picture, though. Regardless of what happens tomorrow or tonight, how confident are you the Golden Knights are a true Stanley Cup contender? I'm extremely confident extremely. there. Okay. Extremely and confident. The there. reason I ask is because, because of injuries, right, and COVID, we have not seen this team as what no. we expect this roster to look like in the postseason, right? It just It just has not happened. And even now... Jack Eichel's here. Mark Stone's, Mark Stone's not, out. Right. Robin just, Leonard's out. It just has not happened. They have not been uh, had a significant portion of their roster healthy and available for uh, enough games to really look at it. But I think I agree with you that they are a true cup contender, mm-hmm. even though we haven't seen that. Even though they've only they've won twenty eight of forty eight games, like they don't even really have an impressive record or anything. Not even in first place anymore. No, Calgary, Calgary, Flames. seven straight. So it is. It is interesting that. I think we're we're in the same boat. I think most people are. That if, again, the assumption that we're dumb for making, if the Golden Knights are pretty healthy for the postseason, they're a true contender, right? And I think that's, Absolutely. that's fair here. So I'll be curious to see what happens tonight, but it's true. Well, I'll give you some hot takes tomorrow. I'm not saying I'm not, but I'm going to give you some hot takes tomorrow. But it what if they win 5-2? Oh, they're winning the cup. I told you, I told you that to earlier two. this week. They win? Eichel scores two goals, they win. They, if he scores the two goals, the overreaction of that fan base. In the season. Well, yeah. What are we playing the rest of the season for? <laughs> 
Bring the Stanley Cup to Vegas. It should be. It should be in Vegas tonight, just in case. Yeah, just in case. Just so they in can case. S- Jack Eichel gets a skate right. around it. He's the first star. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Eichel scores a couple goals and they win. Oh, Stanley Cup. Brissant, second star. Yeah, absolutely. Gives With up a one. shutout. This Leonard guy who yeah. pff, trade for Flurry. We got Laurent Brassois. God, I wish Kelly McCrimmon had said that. That would have been a great quote. <laughs> yeah. What are, you, what are you talking about? Look who we have. We don't need him. You um, think Flurry's better than Logan Thompson? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Flurry never had a shutout in the AHL. Um, so he didn't. He couldn't even play in the AHL. <laughs> um, here's one fun fact I want to give you on the Jack Eichel trade because it's his debut tonight, and it should be really good. The Buffalo Sabers are not a good hockey team, but Alex Tuck has played in 16 games. Mm-hmm. He's got seven goals and 12 assists. Had one last night. Yeah, 19 points in 16 yeah. games. Even Peyton Krebs, he's played 14 times there. He's got three goals and five assists. That's eight points in 14 games. Like, that's a combined 30 games between those two and 27 points. That's good. Is that's Jack really Eichel. Good. Now, we'll see if they keep those two, keep it up the rest of the way. But 27 and 30, we're talking about 0.9 points per game. Does Eichel do that the rest of the regular season? Is he <sighs> is he better? Is he a point per game guy the rest of the regular season? He should be. Well, should he should be, be their best player. Right. So he should be about a point per yeah. game type of player. But Eichel, or excuse me, Tuck and Krebs, they've been solid individually in Buffalo. So a lot of secondary assists for Jackie. That's what you're gonna need. <laughs> you need you pass it to Petrangelo. He finds our good friend Doug announcing it in the press box. Yeah, it's important. Which, by the way, secondary assists are so stupid. They're completely dumb. God, they're stupid. They're so far away. Sometimes it's like, did he actually touch the puck? I mean, it's just it's or was he just around? Right. It? Like that's and the he thing. Just got a, he got an assist on hockey assists. I will say so. It's, Compare them to basketball assists, the two sports where we have assists. The good thing about hockey assists is it's very um, definitive and objective what an assist is. Because all it is, the last two teammates to touch the puck before a guy scored, right? They get an assist. It can hit off your shin, right? Right. But if if your shin ended up on the stick of the guy who scored, you get an assist. Doesn't it, It could happen 45 seconds later, too. If a guy skated around by himself 45 seconds... If you passed it to him 45 seconds ago and he scores, you get an assist. So it's very definitive. Whereas in basketball, it's subjective. There's an official score who's like, well, you don't deserve an assist for that pass. So I do appreciate the objectiveness of it, but we use points so heavily to determine which players are good or right, not. Right, right. Exactly. Like, oh, it hit off his shin. And he got an assist. And he got an assist for yeah. it. Well, he didn't really do anything. Right. He didn't even know the pass was Stupid. coming. It just hit him in the shin. So or it hit him dumb. in the shin. And the next person passed right. it, and he still gets a secondary assist. Right. Like, come on. Now, generally speaking, even if you get hit in the shin and your team scores, you were on the ice for a goal, it's a good thing. And over the course of an entire season, you're not going to rack up a bunch of shin assists, right? right? <laughs> like, that's not going to happen a whole lot. Jared, you got a little nervous when I said shin yes. assists? Yep. And he also, reached for, <laughs> he reached for the button. Uh, also, I was going to say, I thought that was uh, most of Zach White Cloud's game. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Pretty much. Just get the assist off some random body part. But usually you're not going to rack up a ton of those, but there are a lot of dumb assists in hockey. Like, And I'm not going to sit here and pretend like I've seen all of Alex Tuck's 12 assists. He might right. have 12 dumb assists. Right. He might have done absolutely nothing to deserve those, but he has them. Or he could have the 12 greatest assists we've ever seen, yeah. and he's got the same amount as the guy who had hit off 12 his dumb ones. shin. Yeah. yeah. Could happen. Jared still Can nervous. we stop saying the word shin? Shins! <laughs> Coming up next... We got projections for a baseball season that isn't going to happen. Bischoff's briefs.
I'm afraid we need to use math. Bischoff's briefs. I knew I should have checked your showboating globetrotter algebra. Bischoff's briefs. Man, I thought you knew that algebra was all razzmatazz. Bischoff's briefs. Yes, I see. Something involving that many big words could easily destabilize time itself. It's February 16th. There is no PBA in baseball, which means it's time to talk about win projections in baseball. We're not getting a season. Has their zips projections up, which gives you win, win totals, playoff odds, World Series odds, all that in the world of baseball. Before we start, Ed, how many games are we getting in a baseball season? Oh. 120. That's a, I, I think that's a good number to go with. 120. They miss about a month of the actual yeah. regular season. I think it's a good number to go with. I genuinely think 60. Yeah, there'll be more than 60. Man, don't have a season. They'll be more. They would. Yeah, I think they'd not have a season. The owners learned one thing during the pandemic. It was, huh? As long as we have a playoff, we still make money. Screw these players. Why would that change with sixty games to go though? Because they still get a playoff, so they don't care about like how many games. So they'll just hold out, hold it's, out, hold out. Right. The players would be the ones that would have to change in yeah, this scenario. Players are going to. The player in, in, in your the scenario, the owners are going to. Hold out saying, nope, we want what we want. In and the, end, the players, players would have change. to break. Yeah, I think, I think when players, it gets down to 60 games, that's when the players will break. But your reasoning is that the owners want to play us. If you're the players and you get down to 60 games, you just say, we're not playing. Okay. And you guys lose the revenue of everything. If you're the players and you get to 120 and you're like, all right, we got to play, guys. Yeah. We got we to gotta get paid this year. But if you get to 60, that's, that's three months. You yeah, just then say, you really turn on the owners. Yeah, then you just say, no thanks. All right. Assuming there's 162 games, uh, Fangraph's Zips projections are up. And by the way, the way that the Zips projections work, they do 1 million simulations, and it all factors in, like, uh, guys missing playing time because of injury. So, like, some of the projections will have Trey Turner playing 150 games. Some of them will have Trey Turner playing 12 games, Right, right? right? generally speaking guys play more games than not but that's the idea here is this gives you a million simulations and it's like okay what happens if the Dodgers entire starting lineup got hurt for two months right that's one of the projections and there's also one what happens if the Dodgers didn't have a single injury the entire time that's one of the projections so World Series odds the number one team with the best World Series odds the LA Dodgers at 12.2 percent I hate it you hate it. I hate being the favorite. Why? I don't know. I don't want to be the favorite anymore. Cut, it's what? Only worked, what? It's only worked out one time. They, they're always the favorites. Even the favorites the last several years. The number, spend the most money. The number it's two true. team. We do the buy a lot of people. second best odds to win the World Series. The Houston Astros Houston at 10.9%. Astros. You excited about that? Oh, I'm very excited. We're a little low. We should be higher than the Dodgers, but a little low. Um, the only two teams over 10%. The Yankees come in third at 8.4%. White Sox at 8% and Braves at 7.7. Uh, the Padres, uh, oh, I know. Sixth best odds to win the World Series. The worst thing I 6. see 9. in here, which worries me the most, is NLS wins. So here's here's NLS the win wins. breakdown for the National League West. Dodgers at 94. Padres at 90. Oh, it's way too close for comfort. Don't like it. Giants Don't. falling off the face of the earth at 81. 
Uh, so in that scenario, they would finish 13 back of the Dodgers, 13 wins behind the Dodgers, which would make them a, you know, non-factor in the actual race there. But you're too, you're worried about four games. I'm just worried they're good. <laughs> I don't want them to be good. I'll hate it if they're good, and I'll come in here every day whining if they're good. Uh, Jared, the good thing about their not being baseball is the Padres are hypothetically good. We, Ooh. And Ed will be worried about I'll them. be worried about Once it the they start time. playing, if the Padres lose a bunch, Ed will not be as worried. But no, as long as there's just, no baseball, the Padres are right. hypothetically good, and yeah. Ed is worried. I'm, I'm just happy worried. for the Memphis Grizzlies becoming our team so that I have something to play at 945 each day. Hey. <laughs> because <laughs> because, because the Padres have right now. Yes, they are. <laughs> So those are your World Series odds. Um, how confident are you as a Dodger fan that they are, in fact, like I know you don't like it, but how confident are you that they are, in fact, the um, best team or a the, a true World Series? You, you put down the best point here. I don't know what the rotation is going to be. Uh, you know, is Dustin May back? Do they bring Kershaw back? Um, can Urias, you know, uh, equal what he did last year? Um, I think Bueller's just going to keep getting better. He's young and he's going to keep getting better, but... I think that's their, well, I don't think. I know that's their biggest issue right now. And there's no way I could sit here and tell you who the rotation right. is. And by the way, that's the other key of these projections. Anybody who's a free agent right now is not factored in. So Carlos Correa is not, He's not on a team in. in these projections, right? Clayton Kershaw is not on a team in these projections. So once, like, assuming we actually have the lockout end and the season that's coming. Correa signs with whoever that'll give a boost to whatever team he signs sure. with because he's going to be worth you know sure. five wins or whatever yeah. that ends up being. So that is the other important. So you're part saying here. the Dodgers are going to ninety nine? Yeah, I mean they go. That that was the 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 write up here was. So Freddie Freeman's not on a team. Yeah, Freddie Freeman not on a team. The write up here, Los Angeles's rotation looks more fragile than it has in years past. Yes, uh, that's one of the big things here. So if the Dodgers go out and sign a couple of pitchers and now their starting rotation looks a lot better. Yeah. They'll go from 94 wins, probably to 99 wins or something like that, or whatever that ends up being. So that's the other part of this. Um, I will, I will tell you, I think, I think there are three teams. I feel confident are going to the playoffs. Dodgers are going to the playoffs, right? Best team in baseball. They're going to the playoffs. Yes. The Astros are going to the playoffs. Very good team. The division is pretty weak. The White Sox are going to the playoffs. I don't think the White Sox are as good as the Astros or Dodgers, but their division is so bad. There's not a legitimate second team that you can yeah. see even making the playoffs. And they have the best manager in baseball. <laughs> like, in all seriousness. Sorry, the oldest manager in baseball. My bad. Uh, Jared, as a Royals fan, who's the second best team in the NL, or in the AL Central? Oh, God. I don't know. Okay. Like, it, so here's the projections according to Zips. The White Sox are going to win 88 games yeah. and win the division. The Cleveland Guardians Who's are second Guardians? at 78. The Royals are last at 74. So they have Cleveland, Detroit, Minnesota, Kansas City, all within four yeah, games of each like, other. Can, I, yeah, I don't think any of those teams <laughs> deserve to go anywhere. Right. They're all within four games of each other, but all multiple games <laughs> under 500. Like, not relatively close at all. If you add up those four teams' combined World Series win probability, it's looking like it's about 2.5%, which seems high, by well, the way. Well, if, but- if Atlanta taught us anything, they might just win the World Series. <laughs> you know what caused me to throw the rubber uh, TV remote against the wall the other day is ESPN ranked all managers. One to last. Oh, Dave God. Roberts one, two. Oh, and you wait. You were mad. He was two because he should have been higher. I think. Or he you hate him and you should have been, been like lower. Twenties. Wow. I, just don't think the guy, I don't like the guy. Yeah, I think. I think Ed is running <sighs> on the basis of. Hey, do we not have a manager? Yeah, just Who, go out there and back. Who was number one? Terry Francona. Mm. 
All right. La Russa was like fifth or sixth. What? Yeah. Do I like Dusty Baker more than you like Dave Roberts? Probably. Like, the way I view sports is the exact opposite of how Dusty Baker views sports. Right. Right? Like, I want the Astros to be all in on analytics, and Dusty Baker might not know what on base percentage is. (laughs) But I I like Dusty Baker. Oh, as a... No... I like him as the Astros manager. Oh, then you like him more than Dave Roberts. I'm not saying I don't like Dave Roberts as a person. I don't know Dave Roberts. He comes off as... But you don't want him to be the manager of the no. Dodgers. And they go to the World <laughs> Series all the time. You just There's just certain points during the year he just drives me nuts with the pitching decisions. He's won a World Series. He's been to th- He's the World two Series other all the World time. Series. Yeah. They yeah. go to the NLCS all on a regular time. basis. I know. I know. I get a lot of heat for it, man, from people saying, you're out of your mind. This guy's an incredible manager. They might be right. <laughs> they might be right. I just, to you. I just throw my remote against the wall a few times, the one you gave me. All right. It's a good rubber remote. Good Christmas present. Throw it at the wall. when You throw it at the wall because Dave Roberts is ranked too high. Yeah. Oh, number two. Oh, and man. I was clicking through each one, when, you know, descending uh, Oh, was it on TV? You were just reading no, a story? I was reading a story. Oh. And I kept clicking, next slide, next slide, next slide. And I kept waiting for him like, oh, my God, is he going to be number one? Because <laughs> I got to like four. I got, this guy's going to be number one. All right. Coming up next. Q joins the show. We'll find out what happened to his backpack. Also, I look forward to Friday nights. Friday nights is Triple D, diners, drive-ins, and dives. Coach and I like to eat, which I think is obvious. And we would grade Guy Fieri on the meals that he was checking out. And we would say, is this a good, does Guy like it or doesn't like it? Is this a good meal or a bad meal? If it's a good meal, we got to have that bad boy. And we would proceed, him in Northern California, me in Kansas City, we'd proceed to go get the burrito. If the burrito was on or the hot dog was on or the hamburger was on, we had to have one that night. Thank you, Guy Ferrari. You're sitting in the press box with Graney and Bischoff on ESPN Las Vegas. Follow them on Twitter at Ed Graney and Bischoff underscore Tyler. So the there was a celebration for John Madden mm-hmm. at the Oakland Coliseum. That was Andy Reid who was speaking Perfect. at it, saying awesome. thank you to Guy Fieri. For all the food. <laughs> because Andy Reid likes to watch Guy Fieri on Diners, Drive-Ins, and Dives, and apparently that determines what he eats sometimes. <laughs> because, yeah, that looks good. <laughs> I want to have that. Sounds good. Joining us now, you can hear him over on Raider Nation Radio. What's up, Q? I actually have an important question before we get into anything else. Do you okay, know? I got, a, I got an important answer. Do you know what happened to your backpack? No, I do not. Well, I do. Actually, yeah, I do. It got stolen. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, it got stolen, and it, it was immediately um, looted, and everything was um, sold immediately. And the guy did get arrested, and oh. he got, you know, we did press charges against him. But he literally, as all guys that don't care, said, yeah, hey, no problem. They said, do you want to cooperate with us? And he said, no. I'll be out of here in a couple days. It's all good. So he was obviously very familiar with the jail life. Wow, this is an update. I don't. I didn't know uh, they yeah. caught him. I didn't either. Okay. Yeah. No, it wasn't. It wasn't something I was super proud of because it did nothing for me. You know, it just, they said, "Well, can you press charges so we can hold them?" And I said, "Yeah, great. You can hold them all you want. What is it going to do for me?" And yeah, there you go. So you that was day one at Radio Row. You lost laptop, yes. everything you had. Yes, everything. 
everything I had in my backpack was uh, gone on day one, right after day one. So, yeah, I had to go and navigate the rest of the week. And you guys know how hectic it was. The rest of the week was basically my iPhone and a broken charger. That's fun. At least, oh, oh, my favorite detail that I heard uh, at one point, Jared was a suspect. No, that oh, was yeah. the best. No, that's the best part of the whole thing. At one point, Jared not only was a suspect, but he's black. That's the other thing. That's the other hey, thing. Jared's versatile. I mean, he's a versatile I mean, guy. He's a lot of different things, but the one thing I know Jared's not is black. You know, and so it really kind of blew my mind when the first day when the, the officer said, oh, yeah, we saw a guy walk away from your table with a bag. And I said, okay, great. They said, yeah, he's a black man in a, in a tan jacket. And I said, really? Well, I know a guy that has a tan jacket that works with me, but he's not black. And they said, no, this guy's definitely black. And they sent me the picture, and it was Jared. And I said, where do you see a black guy in this picture? Like, I don't see him. What am I missing here? So, yeah. So now Jared's nickname is the black guy with the tan jacket. <laughs> Jared, uh, can you do like a uh, Ancestry.com? And just, oh, just give, right. give us like the point oh two percent or something. No, I, I'm basically a hundred percent Welsh Jew. Okay, <laughs> all right, not going to go very well with no. Ancestry.com. Okay, all right. Well, fun, fun first day at Radio Row. <laughs> I assume the rest of the days were better. Oh yeah, I mean okay. no, the, the trip was fantastic. Uh, we talked to a lot of great guests. Uh, we, you know, I mean, we just we had a great trip. Uh, obviously, that was the the downfall, but. Uh, we, we recovered well, and I don't know if uh, Jared told you, but the trip home wasn't that great because for some reason, once I got in the car and started heading back to Las Vegas, I became immediately dog-tired, and I just I couldn't go anymore. It's like all the adrenaline just ran out of me, and so I was exhausted. So I literally pulled over at a truck stop, which I never do because weird things happen at truck stops. So uh, I never do that, but I just, for the safety of myself and Jared, I uh, decided to make the ultimate decision to, to pull over at the truck stop and, and rest up a little bit before we made the rest of the trip back to, to Las Vegas. Well, you didn't have a backpack that could get stolen anymore, so you're, no. you're pretty good to stop there. Uh, <laughs> how long at the truck stop? Um, I think I only anticipated being there for about 30 minutes, but I, I think we ended up staying probably about an hour, maybe an hour and 15 minutes just to kind of recharge the batteries a little bit and then roll. But I, I don't really know. It was pretty late. Um, but we ended up making it back. I think I put my head on my pillow when we got back to Vegas Saturday morning, about four thirty in the morning. So uh, we were good. <laughs> Are you a caffeine guy? Uh, yeah, Red Bull, Rockstar, all those. I don't drink coffee or anything, but uh, I think I had every. I had a, a five hour energy. I had a Rockstar. I had a Red Bull, <laughs> and it just wasn't cutting it. So really, my heart should have exploded, and instead, I just went to sleep in a truck stop. Wait, Jared, have you stopped drinking energy drinks? There's one hiding. There's behind one the hiding behind his you're, computer you're at this point. Less, yes, I'm down okay. from right. five a day to like one. Because oh. <laughs> I can't imagine the amount of empty energy drink cans in that car if it was you pounding them and Jared up to his normal stand has walked in here with three at a time for, yeah. to do a morning show. <laughs> right, exactly. It was it was a lot of energy drinks that we had the whole week because we went hard in the paint. I mean, 7 a.m., 7 p.m. I mean, it was it was all around the clock. And then even at dinner, still uh, on our phones working and trying to book guests. And you guys know how it goes, man. It was a rat race, but it was, it was a fun one. I, we had a great time. So one night at dinner, he literally goes, that's Keyshawn Johnson. I got to go. <laughs> and he literally just, he's just like, I'm going to go get Keyshawn Johnson. He's grinding. You guys were grinding the whole week. Yeah, and my favorite guest that we had on the show, and he wasn't really a guest, 
with AJ on the street. I don't know if you guys have heard AJ on the street story yet, but this was fantastic. Uh, Jared was outside of the restaurant, and he was uh, taking a, a quick break. And I'll tell you, man, all of a sudden he came in with this big smile on his face and laughing and said he was approached by a gentleman that wanted him to pull out his phone and actually video him singing to his significant other. That'd be the best thing that he ever did uh, for, her, for her for Valentine's Day. And Jared just brushed it off and kind of, I guess, gave him a couple bucks and a cigarette or whatever and came back and told me the story. And I was like, that's fantastic. Where is he at? I need to get him. So I went and chased him down and gave him about 10 bucks and, and had him sing to uh, sing to me. It was great. But I didn't record it with video. I just did it with audio because, well, we're in radio. That's all we care about, the audio. And uh, I thought it was great. He wasn't the best singer, but it was still fun. Wait, what? <laughs> I'm confused. He wanted to send it to his significant other, but he no. wanted somebody else to report. No. He he approached me. I'm outside smoking, and he approached me. He goes, "Sir, can I ask you a question? Are you married, or do you have a significant other?" That was his cold open. Oh. That was his approach. He was gonna sing for your significant Correct. other. Correct. Yeah. Oh, that's. Phenomenal. I thought he, I thought he meant his own. No, let's see. This is even better. This is great. Oh, he. I thought I, that's what I thought, and he was he was a fun guy, and I I recorded him and and I played it on the show. It was great. <laughs> well, that's because you went you went looking for him. You didn't get approached while you're like standing by yourself. Excuse me, do you have a wife or significant <laughs> other? Do, do you want to hear him sing real quick? I can. I can. Oh I yeah, can hear it. Absolutely, I absolutely. Think I, I think I can. The man who approached Jared by saying, "Do you have a wife?" Which is a can you great it? opener. Can you hear it? No, I can't. We don't. We don't have anything. Yeah, we don't have anything. Uh, All right, we'll get it. We'll get it later in the week. Read. We'll get this later yes. in the week. This is important audio that uh, I oh, need man. to hear, and I think the world needs to hear overall. Uh, Q, I was also told to ask you about the media meals served on Radio Row. Oh yeah, the non-existent media meals. Those were <laughs> awful. They were. I mean, that that is. I've been on Radio Row. I'm a veteran of Radio Row now. Uh, Jared could attest to that. Um, but I'll tell you, man, the service that they gave us was terrible. One, we had to go all the way upstairs and make it a left and go all the way to the back of a room to even get water or, you know, some kind of snack like a bag of chips or something. That was ridiculous in itself. But there was literally meal that we could have throughout the course of the day to try to keep us fueled, you know, during during while we're doing everything that we're doing. I've never seen that before. I've seen some that are better than others, but not one that was non existent. That one was absolutely non existent. That was the worst. Now they did have the cafe, but the problem was that the apples were five dollars. Right, eight dollar hot dog. It's not supposed to do that. They're, so, not supposed to, they're, yeah. they're supposed to give us something. Yes. Like when we get there in the morning, there's literally supposed to be some kind of breakfast. It doesn't have to be great, but it could be at least hotel eggs. You know, what I mean, it's got to be something that they are supposed to have there. And usually, it's the it's the flavor of the city. So whatever L.A. is known for, maybe they should have had some tacos all day long, breakfast burritos. I don't know. But they didn't give us anything. It was bad. It took till like day three for them to start putting water in the vending machine. Yeah. It was just, right. and the greatest thing is, you know, it's one of those vending machines that had nine buttons to push. Sierra Mist, uh, Pepsi One, Pepsi, Gatorade, water. But the first five days, the first three days, no matter what button you push, you got a Pepsi Zero. <laughs> So I kept banging on the Gatorade ones, and I got 14 Pepsi Zeros, and I just gave them all to Adam. I'm like, oh, wow. and I just kept pushing. And then finally, I started getting Gatorade. Are you serious? $8 hot dog? Yes. Oh, no, the cafe oh, yeah. was, no, it was like you got, let's say, a sandwich, chips, and a drink. I'm telling you, it was like $33. Like, I, and it, it wasn't it, like a like gourmet hot dog. No. It was like 
They're, Ball, pre, like, they're right. pre-made sandwiches. That's like more than a sporting event concession oh, stand charges. It was for ridiculous. Hot dogs. Like, and the cafe was set right outside Radio Row. So like, this is where you go. And then the first day you went, and you literally started. I got an apple, and she was so embarrassed at the price before I paid for it. She goes, "You know, this is five bucks." <laughs> This is a woman working there. That's how embarrassed she was at the prices that she was having to tell people that, uh, how much money it was. Wow. All right. All right, Q, I am uh, glad you figured out what happened to your backpack, even if it doesn't help you out. Right. Okay. I mean, I am too. You know, like I was glad that they found the guy. Actually, my biggest fear in the whole thing was that it was going to be some media member that we knew that that jacked me. And that was my biggest concern. And me and Jared had a couple of suspects on our list, and I won't dime them out. But we had a couple of suspects that we were thinking of, and I was so glad that it wasn't those guys because that would have been really bad. That would have been very awkward. And then who knows what would have happened after that. Luckily, it was just some dude. There would have been a video of me wrapped around Q's ankles while he's (laughs) wailing on somebody. Yeah. Uh Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, Q, thank you for, very much for joining us again. You can hear him over on Raider Nation Radio every day. Uh, Q, thank you so much. Thanks, we appreciate Q. it. Hey, no problem. I'm going to email you guys that audio for AJ on the street, man. You got to hear him. I, awesome. Cannot wait. Hear it. Cannot Thanks. wait for right, AJ later. on the street. Take care. So there is Q again over on Radio, Raider Nation Radio, Unnecessary Roughness every day. $5 for an apple. Oh, and she was apologetic oh, about it. Oh, my God. She was apologetic about it. It I believe the first two days I basically was made entirely of Pepsi and Lay's potato chips. Yes. It was it was not good. The best part is every once in a while they put out real food, but it was always like, here's yogurt in a mason jar. Yeah. And I was just like, I... That's true. Up 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 top of the, in the press room. Yeah. It, it, That's like, what it was. Yogurt in a mason jar? Yeah. Yeah. Or they'd be like... Like in a little parfaits that you get? Yeah. No, this was supposedly yogurt. Yeah, which I'm like, but it was it wasn't like in a cold basin or anything. It was just out. Yeah, so you have no (laughs) idea when they put it out. And then there was another day where they were just like, "Here's hummus and pita chips." Yeah, Yeah. fun times. All right, coming up next, I got a great story for you. You do a great story. All right, I'm excited. We've got two tickets right now to go see Volbeat, Servant of the Road Tour, a Danish rock band coming to Las Vegas. They're at the theater at the Virgin Hotel, Las Vegas, Friday, March fourth. We got a pair of tickets for you right now. 702-364-1100. 702-364-1100. If you want to go see Volbeat, caller number four at 702-364-1100. Melton inbounds for Adams back to Melton, and Melton jams with two hands. You're locked in the press box. Grizzlies beat the Pelicans. I don't think John Morant played yesterday. So he did not. I could not find That was the highlight you got of the Grizzlies winning yesterday. Uh, congratulations to Matthew. He won a pair of tickets to go see Volbeat. Also, if you want to win tickets to the Mountain West Tournament, go to our website, lvsportsnetwork.com. We have a VIP ticket package. It's worth up to $1,500. bucks. you will get reserved seats. You'll get access to the hospitality suite, parking, everything. You can win them on our website. All you got to do is register. We're not even asking you to really do much. Just go to our website, find the Mountain West Tournament banner. It'll be right in the middle. Find that banner, click on it, register, and you could win a VIP ticket package to the Mountain West Tournament. Also, I'll be at PTs tonight. 7.30 UNLV Fresno State. Uh, Jared's looking at me like he's going to be at PTs tonight. (laughs) It depends Uh, on how uh, quickly I can get through the VGK Insider Show. um, UNLV Fresno State, come watch the Running Rebels with us. We got a lot of prizes, and you can also get entered to win beer for a year from Miller Lite. 
Ed, you right. teased me in the break saying yeah. you have a story. Long story short, uh, I can't give too many details, but let's just say there's a reason I had to call a certain government agency to check on something. And they needed, you know, regular, hey, what's your last name? What's your address? What's your mother's, you know, maiden name? They needed to check it was me. Then they got to, what's your birth date? I told them that. Long pause. You sure? <laughs> I'm like, what? <laughs> you sure? <laughs> Hold on. They said, to get what you're looking for, we need a copy of your birth certificate and another form of ID. I said, that's fine. I'll send it on. What's your birthday? I tell them again. Hmm. Not really. I'm like, what? It appears that my Irish mother might have forgotten my birthday and two months later said, that's your birthday. No, what? No. I, I, all I know is, all I know is, we're checking this frantically, what? that what they have at this high-level government agency is a birthday two months earlier than what I've always thought my birthday was. What? what? Yes. What does your what does your driver's license right. say? It says the birthday I've always put down. <laughs> Wait, but apparently, hold on, hold on. Do you have a birth certificate? We're looking for it. <laughs> okay, so <laughs> I've read. There's it. every chance on October eighth, I should have said it was my birthday. On August 10th, <laughs> what? that maybe what? the numbers were superimposed, and I've been celebrating the wrong day all these years. Wait, wait, wait. Is that it? Wait, no, 10, 10. Okay, no, I was going to yeah, say. It, is it, it was the 8 and the 10. But it was one of those things where you're like, they paused again. They're like, uh, we're going to need a copy of that. I'm like, why? It's like, uh, we don't have that down as the birthday. I'm like, you got to be kidding me. <laughs> why so would you lie about that? <laughs> Well, no, we, no, I wouldn't lie. It would have been my poor, you know, again, look, my mom, God rest her soul, I loved, I mean, wonderful woman, but she's straight off the boat from Ireland, never drove, walked everywhere in her life, and she was just kind of this little Irish lady from, from County Mayo Ballinrobe in Ireland. So, you know, she had five kids. She ran a daycare. There was a lot of stress going on. <laughs> so for all I know. Your birthday was not well, important. When Your I was birthday a, is yeah, what I say it yeah, is. When I was a year old, I passed it up for a few months. She probably thought. Wait a minute. We never we never celebrated this one's birthday. Let's let's have let's have it tomorrow. So I'm frantically now looking for a birth certificate that probably doesn't. Exist. I have I would have no idea where my birth certificate. Both parents have passed. My sisters don't know where this thing is. There's no chance I'm finding this thing because if I actually want it and go to a government agency and send it to me, I'm scared to death. I've had the wrong birthday my entire life, and I don't want to see that. I've read things that in certain like. Poor areas of Eastern Europe, there's like a government agent that comes once a year. And so, like, all the kids in that village, you get the same birth certificate because that's the day I'm here. So, you're all born on the same day. Okay. Is it possible this is simply a confusion between writing month, day, year versus day, month, year? And here's the thing that's a great point because my wife believed. And you might know this in Europe or in Ireland, they superimpose. They 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 right. write they do it the opposite way. No. They do it the opposite way. That they could do it very the, that could very well be it. That they, could very well be it. They, they do, do it, it the correct way. Yeah, yeah, like smallest, yes. medium, large. Yeah, that's we do what, medium, small, large. That's what my wife believes happened. I so want that to happen because the idea <laughs> that I was born on August tenth <laughs> <laughs> instead of October eighth would be so sad to me. You're and older. Like, I can't. I just, just can't. Just got older it. without yes. trying. I mean, when I, I I'm off most. I'm off all social media except Twitter. But when I used to have Facebook, like people would say happy birthday, but now they couldn't say it. 
because <sighs> the wrong birthday. Because it, it wouldn't be August tenth. Uh, you're gonna you're gonna literally have a friend text you happy birthday and you're gonna be like, hey, uh, yeah, I forgot to tell you, it was actually two, two, months, two months ago. ago. I'm trying to think. Yeah, I you, think you're right. I think I'm telling you, I think you're right. That's what my wife thinks. She goes in Europe, they do it the other way around, and maybe your mom put that down. Right, put it down as because that's how Whenever. she had it. It was day, month, year, and whoever she submitted <laughs> Dude, it to. You should have seen me yesterday, Tyler. I was under the <laughs> this covers was in the bed. Yes, you oh, found this the, out yesterday. Yes, under the covers in the bed for hours. I couldn't get up. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, this woman gave me the wrong birthday my entire year. You're having an identity crisis. Yes. Meanwhile, Jared and I are texting you about what guests do you want on the show? Did you see how late I arrived to that text? Because I'm like, no, I was under the covers thinking my entire life I was born on August 10th. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Okay. I'm trying to think, like, maybe when I got my passport, I think I'd have my birth certificate or present a copy of it or something. Yeah. Like, I've had to use my birth That's certificate. That's why I think this is the superpost, because my my passport has October 8th. Right. And you have to, like, there have been times where I've had to give a copy of my birth certificate to get something. This, this is, is great. Disaster. This is phenomenal. This is a disaster this is in my great. life. <laughs>